I'm starting this very cautiously because my neighbor's dog has been barking almost nonstop for hours and um, it suddenly stopped like a couple minutes ago. I hope that dog's okay, but I I feel like like if I were a cartoon right now, my hair would be sticking out scraggly and my eyes would be bloodshot with huge bags under them and I'd be shaking. I like dogs just fine. Um, but this this would never happen if they had a cat, you know. Okay, um, this is Kind of Coast Fire. Um, this is my podcast. Hi, I'm Megan. This is my podcast about stepping down to part-time work and living off of 20 hours per week, what that brings in. I'm paid by the hour. And I figured um, the past couple episodes, I had talked about a few things that I had um, polled about on Instagram to see what people wanted to hear. And this brings me to my last one. So I think I'm going to talk about investing strategies, um, at least as much as I have of one, (laughs) because um, people kind of wanted to hear about it. Just like budgeting, it's not something that I really love to sit and do. I automate as much as I can. I'm one of the lazy investors. So I actually have to pull up Empower, which used to be personal capital, to see what I do. Um, Partially because I haven't really been investing since I went part-time. But also because I just set it and forget it basically the entire time that I've been investing. So I have to remind myself. Oh, really quick, before I get into this, if you know a good budgeting app, I posted this on Instagram, if you know a good budgeting app that is not YNAB, please let me know because Mint is being discontinued. They're shifting over to Credit Karma, but it sounds like we're losing some functionality and I want to continue using something free. So I've got a couple suggestions. One of them is Empower, actually. Um, which I've never loved for budgeting, but maybe I'll give it a shot. I've also heard about Monarch. Um, I think there are some other ones too. Those are the big ones that I'm thinking about trying out. I am not really, I don't really feel like trying YNAB again. I tried it a few years ago and I really hated it. Um, and once my free trial was up, I just canceled everything. I could maybe be persuaded to try it again if those free options don't work but um i've i've gotten enough input on wineab because it has such a huge fan base i've gotten tons of messages about it and how to use it and um also like guides and help videos and things like that so if i go that route i think i have the information i need although ps if you need a ton of documentation and videos to show people how to use your app then your app sucks sorry but it might also be my best option so if it comes to that i'll let y'all know (laughs) um it's not something i'd love to pay for but if um if I have to do it because it's like the easiest and takes the least amount of time, then I'm into it. Anything that does not take more than a few minutes per week is my jam. Also, anything that automatically syncs because I will not be using a spreadsheet unless you know how to sync my accounts to that spreadsheet. Um, 
if you've got a method, uh, what, either that or like one of the other ones or something that I haven't mentioned, other than YNAB, please let me know. I'd love to hear it. I'm probably going to title this video something like YNAB sucks, just because <laughs> I think it'll get, uh, I think it'll be some clickbait. I'm willing enough to eat my words, though, if I'm using it down the line. I'll let you know. I, I'll, be, I'll be man enough to admit it. Okay, so when I talk about my investing strategy, I mean what I was doing before I went part-time because now I've halted a, a lot of my investing, not quite all, but most of my investments. Like, they're still there. They're sitting there, not, and I'm not touching them. Um, I'm just not actively contributing to a lot of them, except for dividends, which I have set to automatically reinvest. But basically, I prioritized my employer match and my 401k, maxing that out. So my 401k, I contributed up to the limit. And I think I started doing that when I made like 62k, something like that in my salary. Um, so that was obviously a huge chunk. It's like a third of that salary. But it was still like plenty to live off of. Next, I max out my HSA every year. So I get the um, high deductible plan and um, invest as much as I can in the HSA. I think it makes me withhold like $500. So I have it if I need it, I suppose. I don't know. I think that's particular to just the plan that I have. I don't think every HSA is like that, but tell me if I'm wrong. <laughs> um, anyway, everything other than that $500 is invested. And I have never withdrawn anything from my HSA. I have been paying for my healthcare costs out of pocket with the intention of saving that money for when I really need it. Um, if I can, I'd love to not withdraw from it until I'm retired, and then I can take my old receipts and reimburse myself from my HSA tax-free in retirement. Um, but, you know, if I have to use it before then, that's what it's for and I'm okay with that. Uh, by the way, if um, you didn't know, the money that is in your HSA, you can reimburse yourself using receipts um, for any length of time. So there's no statute of limitations, so to speak, on the receipts and reimbursing yourself. So you can hang on to your receipts in your 20s and reimburse yourself in your 60s if you want. Next, I also maxed out my Roth IRA. Um, I actually also have a traditional IRA from an old 401k that I rolled over. And the reason for that is just because it was really easy to <laughs> roll it over into a traditional um, and also I'm indecisive. So sometimes I think I should have a Roth IRA. Sometimes I think I should have a traditional IRA. So I have both, but I've only been actively contributing to the Roth for the past few years. And then after that, I have brokerage accounts where I put in the rest of my money and invest that. I didn't start out maxing out all of my accounts, um, but that in terms of like what I could fill, that was the general order. So I, I contributed up to the match of my 401k, then Roth, or I'm sorry, then HSA, then my Roth IRA, then I went back and maxed out my 401k, and then um, started contributing to my brokerage with any extra cash. And that's not like my order, I didn't come up with it, you've 
probably heard it before if you've been looking at um, investment strategies and especially um, in the financial independence community. This is a good way to maximize your tax savings in the U.S. However, it might not be ideal if you want to retire early just because there are penalties to withdraw from those accounts, the tax-sheltered accounts. Um, there are also ways to get around that, though, if you really want to, but it's definitely more complicated. So some people who want to retire like in their 40s actually contribute more to their brokerage than to their 401k, for example, even though mathematically the 401k will eventually lead to a better return, theoretically. Now, in terms of what's actually in those accounts, <laughs> um, I'm about as lazy as it gets. Um, it's all low-cost index funds. It's all low-cost index funds. I don't invest in bonds. I don't invest in individual stocks. I don't play with options. And it is all automated. I never look at it. <laughs> Even when um, I was actively contributing and maxing out my accounts, I hardly ever looked at it. I might look at it once or twice a year to rebalance if I even do that. I have a lot of VIIX, for example, and VEU, because I, I try to do a little bit of international in there. But to me, that's like kind of perfect for my level of risk, because some might say that having... Um, all of my portfolio in equity is high risk. Um, others would say that only investing in index funds is pretty low risk. So hopefully you're not taking this as like a sign to go invest in these things um, or to necessarily do it my way. I know people who have gotten rich on totally different strategies and there's no guarantee. I know we like to pretend there's a guarantee that like index funds are always a safe bet. I'm not going to say that because I've talked about this before. I know I could lose everything. <laughs> I'm tr going to try not to. I'm going to try not to. I'm mostly confident though. And that's why I do consider myself um, Coast Fire or Coast Fi, I guess. I guess I'm not technically retired because I do think there's a good chance that it will grow to what I need when I'm 65. And more than that, I think it's the best chance I have <laughs> of being able to reach the number that I need to retire at 65. I really don't know how to get there without investing. It is the safest strategy that I can think of that I'm comfortable with. So yeah, that's what I do. Um, none of this is like, I again, none of this is like earth shattering or something that I like made up on my own. <laughs> Um, purchasing low-cost index funds is popular and has been popular basically since the index fund was invented. <laughs> Investing is kind of like budgeting for me in that I just like hate talking about it. <laughs> um, because I think like everybody has an opinion and everybody like has a particular way of doing it. And also, it's just boring. Like, I don't want to spend a lot of time looking at investments, looking at a budget. I really want to automate all that stuff so that I can focus on the things that I can't automate, like eating <laughs> or going on a walk or um, learning a language. Um, I'd rather just have all these things kind of going on in the background so that I don't have to worry about them. And 
I, so I don't have to worry about money and I don't have to think about it and waste energy and brain power on it. I just kind of want it to like be there when I need it. <laughs> anyway, I hope that was all you wanted it to be. Um, once again, I'm Megan. You can find me on Instagram at bitch.fires. If you want to be friends, I will friend you back if you have a personal finance account. Um, as long as you're not like trying to sell something. I feel like I add a caveat <laughs> to this every week because every week someone follows me and I'm like, I can't follow you back. Um, <laughs> uh, if you seem like a decent person and you're not trying to like, I don't want to say you're not selling something because I'm not against people selling things, but if it just kind of looks like you're being predatory, I'm not going to follow you back and I'm not going to um advertise your page for you. If you're a real person though, chances are I'll follow you back because um I want to. That's literally why I started my Instagram. Okay, um also it seems like this dog is officially um not barking. So that's really exciting and maybe I'll actually sleep tonight. Um, again, I hope this dog is okay. <laughs> I assume the owners just came home or something and like brought it inside. I don't know. Anyway, um, uh, more updates on that if I have them. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Talk to you soon. Love you. Bye.